It is the Bones DK Golf Cast. Guys, it has been a while since we've chatted. What's going on? Rob, what's going on with you, partner? Yo, what's up? You know, excited to be back. Uh, you know, ready to talk some golf and win some money this week, honestly. Wild man, how have you been? Yeah, you know, just been hanging in Florida, not wearing a shirt. You know, <laughs> I'm around wearing pants and a sweatshirt right now. It's, it's about uh, 36 in uh, Colorado where I'm at right now. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve, it's we got to talk a little bit about Tampa Bay right now because it, they just won the Stanley Cup. Tampa Tom brings the uh, Buccaneers back from, from 17 down at one point and, uh, you know, gets the W this weekend. How are things going right now in Tampa Bay in terms of the the sports environment down there? I, I think if you grab somebody off the street and ask them who won the Stanley Cup, they wouldn't be able to answer. But... <laughs> I'm in a grocery store last Sunday, this past Sunday, at like 12.45. I needed to go out and get some lime, you know, to dice up and put my drink. And, uh, of course, there's, you know, 75 middle-aged women wearing Gronkowski jerseys at the public. I mean, it's just a joke. He's the fan favorite in Tampa, huh? Yeah, it's just, you know, again, it's just like a team that has meant nothing for two decades, and now they got all these guys. Well, you know what's fantastic is I actually won the fantasy football uh, contest, which I know a lot of the listeners of this podcast compete in. How did you guys feel about me trouncing you this weekend in fantasy football? <laughs> After all, you are the yeah. professional. You are the professional fantasy athletes on this podcast. That, that was a solid performance, Edge, and I'm glad you uh, joined the winning circle, uh, winning winner circle with me. Uh, Looks like Wildman still wins that win. I, I finished second. <laughs> Everyone relax. <laughs> Before we get into the golf, we're going to talk golf. We're going to talk about the Sanderson and how you know Sergio, wild man. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Shriners coming up. But here's a little trivia to start it off. By the way, I just came home. I, I host another podcast, the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. I just came home from a live game a moment ago, and we asked this halftime question. Who are the five highest paid NFL football players that are not quarterbacks in the 2020 campaign that's going on right now. Do you have any guesses, guys? Well, that's really tough. I'm sure it's a couple of defensive players, you know, um, that are in there. Well, the the uh, the highest-paid NFL football player that is not a quarterback is a wide receiver. I'd say, I'd say Julio Jones there. Julio's up there, but it's not him. I'm going to say Aaron Donald is up there. Aaron Donald is the fifth-highest-paid player that's not a quarterback. Is Jones in the top five, Julio? Julio's not in the top five, no. DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins is the highest-paid played player in the NFL in 2020 that is not a quarterback. $27.5 bucks. Jeez. He deserves it. He, he's he's dominating. Second, what, what a terrible my trade. I mean, can you believe Bill O'Brien? Wait, wait. I got another guess. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, whichever Bosa is on the Chargers. I think I think got a match. Joey Bosa is second. I think he plays for the 49ers, though, doesn't he? Or is he the Charger? He's the Charger. Okay, twenty-seven million bucks for Joey Bosa. What about Ezekiel Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott is not up there. No. Huh. How about? Uh, let me throw out another. This guy's a linebacker. Broke up the Raiders. Still getting paid. Oh, Mac Khalil Mac. Khalil Mac. How about this one? Number third on this list. Nearly killed a man on national television last year by swinging his helmet at him 
rewarded Ray Lewis. Wow, rewarded wow. with a one hundred million dollar contract by the Cleveland. Wait, Browns. he's got to be a Raven. Oh wait, no, he's a Brown. Miles Garrett <laughs> is getting paid twenty five million dollars a year. I heard that on the uh, TV the other day, and I, I thought it was a it was a mistake. <laughs> I mean, what? Yes, hundred million dollar. How's that possible? He almost. I thought he was out of the league. He almost murdered a man on national television. <laughs> He's not only reinstated in the league, he's 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 the third highest play, paid player that is not a I mean, that is wild. Right now. I was actually in Europe when that happened, and I remember it making news in Europe at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about that play, it's it's up there with, like, the Ron Artest going into the crowd. Like, you can't imagine a guy swinging his helmet and making no making contact, no less. Wait, wait, wait. I don't remember our test going into the crowd. I do remember World Peace going into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Is that the peace. same? Yeah. Meta? World Peace did make it into the crowd. All right, boys. Well, it has been a while since we've talked. Uh, Sanderson <coughs> opened last week. Sergio Garcia comes, uh, I don't want to say from the doldrums, but, you know, he's had kind of a quiet season this year. He's always been one of the perennial players in the world, but had a quiet season up to this point. I'm a big world golf ranking Guy, as you as you guys all know, you know, I mean, I I really put a lot of um, weight into that week by week, and and he was mentioned in you know me and Rob recorded uh, for a couple of minutes just some top picks the other day, and I mentioned Garcia. I was like, man, wh- why <laughs> at, at this event he's like in the mid eights? It's bizarre. Now I, I didn't necessarily back him, but you know. He, he's a top player in the world. It's not surprising that top players in the world win in, in you know, mediocre fields. Well, it's just a good spot to take him. He's probably low-owned, and Sergio Garcia can go out and beat any of these guys. So that's why you take a guy like that, um, you know what I mean, in hindsight. Uh, you were pretty close to being right on it. Wow, man, I, I think I shut you down pretty quick, but got to uh, second-guess that. He putted with his eyes closed, yeah, guys. Are you aware of that? What is this, by the way? Yeah, he had to hit a miraculous shot on the 18th hole, which he did. I mean, stuck it two or three feet. He stood over that putt for probably what seemed like 20 minutes re-gripping his putter. We all know that he's had problems in the past with uh, maybe not necessarily the yips, but 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 driving home those, those intermediate-level putts. <laughs> I mean, what what was going through his head? And then you hear afterwards that he's putting with his eyes closed. I mean, what is going on in Sergio Garcia's head, Robbie, that he is somehow able to, to win this golf tournament last week? Yeah, I don't know where it came from. I really wasn't backing him. I can't believe he did it. I was huge on Peter Malnati. I thought he was going to be able to uh, take that down and, and get two-time champion there. Uh, but Sergio Garcia played some pretty good golf. Uh, you know, he's a head kick, and I'm not going to take him this week either. <laughs> okay. We're going to get to your picks here in just a moment. Overall, though, Rob, the uh, the hot picks that you had for the Sanderson Open, how did you feel about them in hindsight now? Uh, you know, I, I wish I would have won more money. I felt like I was pretty close. I missed some Zalatoris, but, uh, you know, Shepard made the cup for us. Um, you know, Gooch made a run. Uh, McCarthy, Malnati, you know, there's some great guys on that list. Um, I just <clears throat> this week had a lot of four or sixes that just uh you know didn't get it done all right it's the shriners this week it is the uh tpc summerlin is that what it's called steve out in las vegas um and really this tournament uh there it's a good field competitive field but kevin Nah is really the guy you got to be watch- watching for this week yeah it, it is tpc summerlin 
Las Vegas, par 71, uh, 7,200 and change, only three par fives, a lot of sand, uh, and a birdie fest as well. You know, uh, winners going to be probably somewhere around 20 under. Uh, as far as Nah goes, I mean, it, it, very bizarre situation with this guy. He's got, he's played this event uh, over his last four event, uh, appearances here, pardon me. A win, two missed cuts, and a second. So do with that what you want. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, what, I'm out on that. What's he going for on uh, DraftKings this week? He is going for $8,600. Okay, so Rob, based on uh, what Steve just said there, he's had some good course history. Uh, is 8600 a fair value for him? Uh, you know, he gained 14 strokes putting last year. Um, I think that's pretty hard to repeat. It turns into a birdie fest. Um, I kind of liked him more until I found out that stat. Um, I mean, listen, uh, Rob, sorry to cut you off here, but Rob. plus 14 putting strokes is like winning a scratch-off lottery ticket for a million, guys. Yeah, I know. I, I He's the first player ever, as far as I know, at, at least in the last decade, to win a PGA Tour event losing strokes gained tee to green. Yeah, I'm not sure that's that, but that's, I mean, I'm, there can't be many. <laughs> so what are the other statistics? Be. What are the other statistics beside that? He, he picked up, and, and you guys are saying it's going to be a birdie fest out here, 7,100 yards. Uh, driving distance, Ke- Kevin Nas, you know, he's a bomber. He fits the, uh, fits the mold, um, but I just wouldn't bank on him repeating it. He could. Yeah, he had a second and a first year, so uh, I don't know if I'm going to play him. Like, I, I think he's more of a G, GPP play. Don't want to play him in cash games. I don't want to take a risk on him. TW Man 66, who are your top plays this week from the top tier out of this field? Well, what what I like here at this course is, you know, it's in Vegas, so it's a dry course, a lot of sand, uh, dry course, so you can really gain distance by striping it. And, you know, there's a couple of par fives here, so you, you can play into the bunker in some situations, too. And, and How many par fives are there? Three. Three? Three par fives. Yeah. And I also uh, heard there's uh, short par fours here as well, uh, some drivable short par fours. Uh, there's one drivable par four on the back nine. Okay. Uh, playing about, like, 345. So, you know, it's probably not gettable for most guys, but – you know, it's going to be a risk-reward there. Otherwise, uh, you know, you're going to be playing normal par fours. So, Rob, who do you like over that 9,000 uh, threshold tier? There may be a couple guys here, but but who are you liking on DraftKings over that 9,000 tier? Who's your who's your ace this week? Yeah, I mean, when you hear bombs away and it doesn't really – there's not really much rough, so you have to, you know, Bryson and Webb. I, I like both those guys. It's hard to say. And then you drop down to Patrick Cantley, who has a second, a second, and a first, and all three of them here so I mean all I don't think you can go wrong with um, starting with those guys um, to be honest with you Bryson is extremely expensive I try to keep fitting him in my lineup um, but you can really save a lot by dropping down you know even to Webb I think Webb's a good starting point the guy's really been playing playing great golf and he has pretty good history here I might be mistaken but I think he won this tournament um, before maybe in 2014. But you know he has he has uh, three top tens and a twelfth in the last four, so the guy's playing incredible golf. 
What about mid-tier, Steve? Who are you looking at in that mid-tier? Maybe that eight between eight and 9,000. If you did want to go with DeChambeau, who's expensive, who could you maybe supplement at that eight to 9,000 range? Yeah, you're not going to be surprised by the names I, I lay out here, I, I think. Uh, uh, Kokrak is a guy I always am trying to get right. Um, incredible TD Green player, long hitter, always been bugabooed by the putter. And bugabooed. Has really has really faded, you know, on Sunday. Like it's pretty much every time he's been in contention. Uh, he's a guy I'm looking at. Just he's in really he good. He's in really good recent form, man. Uh, that's a good call, man. All top four, top twenty, the last four. Let me ask you this, guys. Yeah, he's made, I mean, he's made five straight cuts at this event. You know, not not any good finishes, but he's made five straight cuts. Um, you know, and he's. He's right there. You know, we've got the Masters coming up here in November, not far away. This is kind of like the silly season, though, right now. We are prepping for a major here in a couple weeks. How serious are guys taking these tournaments right now? Well, I think that's exactly what you're saying, Edge, is interesting because normally it's the silly season. Well, now all of a sudden you've had, you know, three months off the schedule. Guys trying to get in form. You know, guys trying to earn FedEx Cup points. A lot of guys trying to earn their temporary cards or, or you know, hold their cards. You got majors happening in, you know, October and November. It's a bizarre season. The Shriners, this particular event, I think, is one of the stronger fields this event has ever had because everybody's looking at Augusta here in four or five weeks. So I, I think you're getting a strong field. All right, Rob. You know, let's say you do go with DeChambeau, or let's say you go with with one of these high end guys. Who are you looking at? You know, we talked a little bit about eight thousand and up, eight thousand and below, though. Who are some of the steals? I know you've mentioned a couple names, but but who do you really like for value this week at a birdie fest, which it could be, and a bombing fest, right? You got to put it down the middle and put it out there long. Who do you like? Yeah, um, you know that you said it perfectly well. Um, obviously, I don't know if I'm just a broken record at this point, but Cameron Davis. You know, guy coming off a uh, sixth place, uh, 20 birdies. He's had uh, 19 or more birdies in his last six rounds, uh, including three eagles in that. So um, I'm probably going to lock that guy in. I, I, until he loses, I don't see how I can fade him. Uh, Cameron Davis there. I think Doc Redman's interesting. Uh, Denny McCarthy's, uh, you know, on another level. If you talk about uh, a tournament that can turn into a putting fest, you want him, especially with his irons uh, uh, playing, you know, so well. Um, you're looking at him with 22 birdies and Anderson, so I like him. Uh, Siwoo Kim is interesting to me. Um, you know, those are those are pretty much my top guys here. Uh, I, uh, the one other guy I wanted to bring up is Cameron Champ. He's going to be extremely low owned. Uh, people were picking him to win tournaments a couple weeks ago. I mean, this might be two months ago at this point, but uh, you know, people like him. He hasn't been in best form, but he got he came in tenth at the PGA Championship. Uh, that's on bent grass. Bent grass is also at this tournament. Uh, I think he's a super sneaky play. You want to play him where he can just bomb it out there, and, it, and, it, and there's no penalty. Did he leave anybody out there, wild man, that you see value in? It maybe under that eight thousand dollar mark. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I think Champ is actually a really interesting play. I mean, I I can't believe I'm saying that. I but, know it seems uh, risky, but you know the the guy just came in tenth at a major on on August sixth. 
zone. He's yeah, I mean, he's second in driving, driving distance. He's, you know, top five in almost every statistical category as far as driving goes. Um, two guys I'm going to mention, Edge, are uh, in this range are Brian Harmon, um, who who's just a guy that makes birdies. I mean, like, he's one of the most underrated guys and probably, like, uh, as vanilla as it gets on the PGA Tour. But if you look up his stats, man, this guy makes birdies. I mean, he pours them in. Uh, so I, I love him, and he's got some decent course history here. Um, the other guy I was going to mention was was uh, Steele, Brennan Steele. Yeah, I who, like Steele. Who, you know, has a lot of good history, especially recently since January. You know, was contending for the Sony Open in January. Uh, really good par five player. You know, not great out of the bunker, which is something I'm looking at this week. Uh, only because I think you're going to be playing into a lot of greens, uh, tight pins, maybe trying to make sure that you land in the bunker if you miss. And the need to get up and down there is going to be important. So, you know, I'm looking at, 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 at Sansafe percentage, and he doesn't rate out great there, but, but a guy I'm looking at. Rob Bones 7, which is the combination of uh, TW Man 66 and Bones DK Golf, has a $70,000 cash this year. They have an additional $40,000 cash this year. One of their disciples, Wolf Goat 1, has a $60,000 cash this year. Uh, Bishcopter just won $10,000 cash uh, riding, riding these picks, guys, in the 333. What's the contest you want to play this weekend? What's the what's the best contest you can get in on DraftKings for your ROI? I mean, I'm, I'm a huge $200 single entry guy. I mean, I love that tournament. Only uh, 694 runners, um, pretty good purse up, purse up top. So I, I really like that tournament. Um, that that's my favorite one. Obviously, the $44 uh, is a great tournament as well. No, I agree. I think I think single entry is where you want to be if you're especially if you're a beginner trying to build up a stack, you know, um, rather than dropping, you know, 20, $10 lineups, drop one $200 lineup and, and, you know, try to make a cash. Um, you know, the math is very simple, you know, in terms of our, I know you guys don't play a lot of golf. Uh, I play a lot more than you guys. After all, I am, I am the golf guy, WV on Twitter, but, uh, aside from tiger and Phil, you can play golf with one guy on tour in a twosome just for the fun of it. Who are you playing, I, I, Rob? I can already tell you who Wildman Sick is, but I'll let him say it. All right. <laughs> who? DJ. Yeah, it's DJ. I mean, easiest pick in the world. All right. What about you, Rob? Uh, DJ's a good pick. Uh... Why? What, what, what? Do you think he's going to crush beers and, and do cocaine with you guys out there on the course? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll get a little loose out there. My, my second bit would be Phil, actually. <laughs> I think Phil gets a little loose there. Yeah. Oh, and you're making $70 million bucks a year for the last 20 years of your life. You probably do get a little loose. <laughs> yeah, right. You probably have a good time, huh? Probably once in a while you have a good time out there. All right, well, let's get into yeah. it, man. We only have about five minutes left here. Who are your top picks for the week? We've heard a lot of names here, Rob. Who, who are you digging for the top pick? Give us your top six. You know, I'm not going to give you everything yet. I really want to give out my true picks tomorrow. Um, you know, I don't want to give out half, half you know, half uh, picks, you know. So I'm going to give you, you know, I mentioned a little bit, you know, Cameron Davis. I'm going to put on the list. 
Um, we kind of skipped over the nine thousand dollar range when I uh, you talked to Wildman more about it. But I, I'm really, really interested in this range with Scotty Scheffler, uh, Wolf, and um, Morikawa. But the other guy I want to talk about, uh, Wildman specifically, that if you said there's a lot of sand out there, I didn't hear this. Um, I really like Harris English actually. If there's a lot of sand, because this dude is incredible out of the sand. Yeah, I, I'm I'm big on English this week for sure, man. Uh, you know, he he plays really well on long par threes. Uh, he's 22nd in par five scoring. He's 10th in birdies or better. You know, he he's right there. I mean, you know, and in, in, in actually his ranking and driving distances is, is only 83rd, but he's a bomber. So I wonder if that's just some sort of uh you know, mathematical error based on sample size. We so, yeah, I can get behind English. Yeah, I mean, don't, you don't need to be a bomber, you know what I mean? You, I mean, this guy, this guy, you know, he, he actually hasn't been playing the best golf. He came in fourth at the U.S. Open in the last tournament, so uh, the guy's playing awesome. I, I really like Harris English this week. I'm actually really struggling who to pick here um, out of this range. I feel like I have a great takes up top. And then I struggle a little bit with the cheaper guys this week. Um, but again, Wolf, English, Morikawa, Scheffler, uh, those four guys, and maybe there's too many of them, but I, I'm trying to fit all four of those guys in as many lineups as I can. Uh, any final thoughts before we sign off the air here? A, a, a play that I love value-wise is Luke List. Uh, his Luke. price has been dropping, and his results have been better. And it's just, it, it, I mean, it's one of the simplest plays I've ever seen, to be honest with you guys. Luke List. It also, is only $7,000. That is a good call. Uh, I mean, 7000 I mean, he, he was 8400 at the Sanderson. You know, it's like, come on. Stop he it. Missed the cut. He missed the cut at the Sanderson as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a volatile player. But, again, just a value play that I'm making. Uh, also, Maverick McNeely, uh, 6900 bucks. He's a local guy, lives in Vegas. Does he? Check boxes. Mm. Uh, birdie maker, big time. And uh, 3 at the Sanderson, 20 at the Northern Trust, 20 at the Barracuda, 21 at the Rocket Mortgage. I, I think he could win you a lot of money this week. Yeah, he could, he could do it. He could do it. Um, I, I've got a flyer of the week queued up. I'm not going to lay it until tomorrow, but um, this is a great play. So save a lot of money. What's his price? Let's everyone leave everyone hanging with his price at least. It, 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 it's below sixty five hundred. Let me just put it that way. So you know, bombs away. <laughs> also, guys, though, I just got to say this: Paul Casey at ninety two hundred. Watch out. All right, Rob. Okay. Final thoughts. Anybody else you want to throw in there? Watch out. Um, I will. Um, Kazire at sixty three hundred dollars has uh, two top fives here. Uh, I think with a missed cut, uh, I think he's super interesting at 6,300. Patton Kazire. And another guy that has pretty good course history here is uh, Sam Ryder, who I think I played last week. Um, kind of random guys, but um, those guys have pretty good horse. I'm pretty sure Sam Ryder also has a top five here. He's only $6,200. So if you want to uh, you know, talk about doing a Webb Simpson uh, DCML lineup. Look at Sam Ryder and Kazire. Those guys have all uh, proven top top five here. 
All right, Bones DK Golf. Keep an eye out on his Twitter feed for his top picks tomorrow. TW Man 66. Keep an eye on his Twitter feed for his top picks. I am Golf Guy WV. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Thank you. Good luck, Golf Guy.